Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Galatians chapter 3. We've been in our series on the love of God. If you did not watch last week, I want you to grab last week and listen to last week because we have to learn how to love. Everybody say, I have to learn how to love. The God kind of love is different than the earth love. I want to talk to you about this. Now, listen, this is what starts happening when you talk about love, especially in pressure-filled times in the earth. No one is oblivious that the earth right now, we got a lot of, we got a lot of pressure going on. You know that. This is not the cop-out of the, you hear this stuff, the cop-out of the church is to hide behind love. No, I, I have no problem with anything we need to talk about, but I'm going to tell you right here and now, That's not a cop-out. Love is the characteristic of the CEO of the company. And if you're going to be part of God's company, you've got to be people of love. I don't care who, where, what, when, or how. You can't get around it. Nobody's exempt from it. If I want the benefits of the kingdom, i got to be a love walker, a love talker, a love person, no matter what. Now, here's the problem that we're going to face. If we're not careful, well, I, <coughs> excuse me, I have characteristics of what I think love looks like, and I have other characteristics of what I don't think love looks like, but I got news for you, God's kind of love don't fall under human characteristics, they work in spiritual principles. Very important. Last week, if you were watching, I told you this, there's a grace to walk in the love of God. Now, I got to repeat real quick. This is why it's important to stay updated, and I know most of you did. And this is good to go over anyway, because if you don't see this, it can be hard. In the Old Testament, the Bible's very clear. It was an eye for an eye. There was law, law, and only law. You got to understand something. The love of God couldn't be found in here. You understand? It's not based on love. It's based on law and works. There's There's no love found here, okay? It's an eye for an eye. You kill, you're to be killed. Okay? You, you do this, you're in trouble. Over here, we have what's called the dispensation of grace. That's what we're living in now. Remember when everybody got all excited about the message of grace? I'm excited about the message of grace to this day. Hello. Hi. Right here. Grace. Love grace. Now we got to live up to the grace we've been given. What's easier? Remember last week? Okay, I got to go over this. Go quick. Old Testament said, you kill somebody, you're to be killed. Old Testament said, you commit adultery, fornicate, you get stoned to death. Okay, got it. Sign off. New Testament, if you got hatred in your heart for your brother, it's as good as murder. New Testament, You got lust in your eye with a woman, it's as good as sleeping with her. What's tougher? New Testament. How in the world are you going to live this life? Getting mad at people or something? I got grace for the place. So you can do it, you just don't want to. I'm Jay Wright, but I want the benefits of heaven. Because everybody loves the person of Jesus. 
nobody's down with the principles. Tell me, how, I want it too. Let me lap it up because it's convenient. Let me lap it up. Ooh, Jesus loves me. Ooh, Jesus loves me. I can't wait for tomorrow. Jesus loves me. He does love you. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus is great. Jesus is great. Jesus is good. Jesus is kind. Jesus is great. But now here he goes. That's the person. Now here's the principles. But he gave you the ability to walk in it, and now here's what we got to understand. If he's given me the capacity, I have to become a lover of people, but I can't do that humanly. I got to do that spiritually. So I better understand this because if I'm not careful, what will happen is I'll get stuck in the trap of humanity all the while God has given me a new level of life in Christianity. Humanity has trapped me with natural mindsets and reasons. And when you learn about humanity, it tells you this, kind of like the man side. The man side without the God side is impossible. Listen, let me go slow, okay? Now, look, let me, we were in a series of love, and then let me just help you, okay? Am I helping you? So I got the grace for it. Now I got to choose whether to use it or not. It's true. He gave you his love. If you choose not to love, all we're really doing is bottling up what he gave you to give away. So if you bottle up what he gave you to give away, that's not God's responsibility. That's your responsibility because you chose not to. Donnie gives me 20 grand, goes, no strings attached, give it away. It's a whole lot easier for me to give away his 20 grand than my 20 grand. Don't belong to me. You need some money, here you go. When it's coming out of my pocket, I'm thinking, like, man, PL wanted to put an addition on the house. <laughs> you start thinking, wait a minute, that's coming out of my pocket? No, it's not coming out of your pocket. It came out of his pocket, and he wants to know if you'll just freely give it. So now it's up to you. So watch this. Very, very important. So if we get stuck in the law side of it, we get stuck in humanity. Let me explain something to you. Please, please understand this. What do you expect lost people to do? Lost people do what lost people do. Why is this such a surprise to save people when lost people act lost? Are you guys like, let me go slow. <laughs> I love you right now. I'm not picking on you. Lost people do what lost people do. They got no hope. They act like lost people. They're going to still act like lost people. They are lost. They can't, they don't, and they want to know what? They're doomed. Boy, we got to go way back. All right. If you are not in God, you're of the devil. Here we go. Now, let me tell you, here's where, this is why I got great security in here. <laughs> ah, we don't worry, we're all safe. Everybody chill, we all safe. They can't come get me. Couldn't come in the building and get me if you tried. I'm going to say what I want to say when I want to say it how I'd like to say it according to the word of God, because I'm not saying nothing different than the word of God. Let me help you understand. I love you. You're either in God or in the devil. So you're either in Christianity or you were in the devil. That's the Bible. You can't get around it. He said you're born of God or born of your father, the devil. So Pastor Chris, did you just say that unless you're a Christian, your daddy's the devil? Yes, amen. Take the disclaimer off it. That's the truth. I don't care if you like them, they're your friend, they're my neighbor, they don't think, I'm not here discrediting anyone's integrity, but I'm telling you what the Bible says. That's the Bible. So now you go, okay, if we're going to live the Bible, 
They're either in God or in the devil. They're either in the light or in the darkness. They're either of God, in Christ, or of the devil. There ain't no other way around it. So what do you expect the people that are not in Christ to do? Got it? Okay. So now we're looking at it going, okay, you want to know who's worse? Not the lost people, the saved people. Because the saved people have the capacity to do but choose not to. Why that is, I don't know. Could be you don't know, but here's the thing. How can you blame lost humanity for acting like lost people? So stop it. And stop throwing judgment on lost people that don't know what they're doing because they're bound by sin to constantly perform sin. You're going to a well, ain't got no water in it. Cut it out. You ain't going to get no difference here. So let's just talk about what we're in charge of to save people, which you're supposed to be. With the grace to do it and love. Now, we're going to look for love. You're crazy if you think you're going to find love in the church. And Jesus, let me tell you right now. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get on some of you today. Ooh, this is going to be good. Well, I don't go to church. There's a bunch of hypocrites in that church. You're a stinking hypocrite. Shut your mouth. I'm nice, kind. Not, that's not for everybody. That's for like the four people. Okay, so don't take, don't take ownership of stuff that's not you. That's the problem with church. Did he say that to me? Maybe, but only if it applies. If it does not apply, let it go by. I say, that's for the dude in the back of me. That ain't mine. <laughs> you didn't know how to do this? Just go, no, that's not mine. You got to go like this. Lean back. <laughs> let it go by. That might be for you. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> that ain't mine. That might be for you. See what I'm saying? People go, what do you mean, hypoc- what are you talking about? You think the church, you think, and you better stop with this Pastor Chris business. Uh, Jesus said, you be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. See, here's the problem with the church. Church don't act like this. God never told you be like the church. Where in the Bible did Jesus say, you be like the church? Come on, guys. All you people that got church hurt, I'm not insensitive of your pain, but I'm not going to preach to you. I have never preached to you a day in my life at where you're at. I preach to you every time where you're going. If I just preached to you out, you'd say broken and need a sermon every other week to help you hear another sermon every week, to hear another sermon. That's why I told you they were laughing this week. They say, you know what Pastor Chris said about broken crayons, don't you? Everybody went to the broken crayons coloring conference? Not me. I threw them in the garbage because that's where you put broken crayons. Ain't nothing broken about you. What? Yeah, what? I'll say it again. What you mean broken? You ain't broken. You're whole. You're complete. You're entire. You're God in the flesh. You look like Jesus. You got power. You got dominion. It's cute. Preaches nice. It's a great sermon. Somebody's going to have a conference this year. Probably write me a letter. I ain't going to read it, nor do I care. Why? Because it ain't about being broken. It's about how he made you. He became broken so you don't have to live broken. He became whole so you can have victory. He became to make you what you're not. He gave you what you need to be so you can become. You ain't broken. You ain't busted. You ain't messed up. You're not messed up. Nothing broken about you. You're complete, whole, entire, wanting nothing. That's the Bible. And the Bible said, you're perfect. And he said, beyond reproach, there is no place to rebuke. You know why? He said, because you're holy and unblameable in my sight. He loves you. Stop identifying with Adam. You're not in Adam anymore. You're in Jesus Christ. Everybody talking to me about Adam. I'm not in him no more. I ain't me. I told my parents, I said, this is great. I first got saved. I said, I ain't no Sarno no more. 
That's my last name, but that ain't who I am. I'm in the body of Christ. One body, one spirit. One being. God doesn't even see gender. Did you know that? All a woman is a dude with a womb. He called them Adam. And then when Adam messed up, he built another human race called Christ. You ain't in you. You want to stay in you? Stay in you. I don't want to be in me. I don't like where it was taking me. The lineage don't line up to the victory. I'm in him, lost in him, in him living. What's the Bible say? In him I live and move and have my being. I ain't in me no more. I'm in him. I'm a spirit being, one spirit, one body, each part coming together, making one whole man. And he's coming back for a bride. What's he talk like? Who's God? God's like, what's he talking? I'm coming back for a bride. Jesus coming for a bride. Well, who's the bride? You the bride. That's weird. The first time I heard it, I thought it was weird, bro. Because I ain't nobody's bride. Last time I checked, the only bride I got was the one I got married to. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't know, bride. That's weird. What you mean? Jesus was saying, isn't that weird? That terminology is so weird. I don't think the church understands this. The bride of Christ. You're the bride of Christ. I said, that's weird, bro. I don't want to be the bride of Christ. Do you? Sounds kind of girly to me. You want to be the bride of Christ? Yeah, because you understand the spiritual application of it because you've been listening to me. Yeah. I don't want to be the bride of nothing. I don't be no bride. I don't be no bride of nothing. What do you mean the bride? That means he's coming back for us because he's in covenant with us. He's not talking gender. He's talking spirit. I'm coming back for a piece of my body because when you become two, become one, he said, I became one with you when you got in me. My God in heaven. You in Christ Jesus. Never been one like you before. You're a new creature in Christ. Never stop being a new creature. You stepped out of you, stepped into him, and you became him. T.L. Osborne said it messed me up. He said, you are the 2020 prototype of Jesus Christ in the earth. That's when I knew I was messed up. I said, I ain't even me no more. I'm in him. Okay, good. But here's my question. Look at Galatians 3 and 10. Because Galatians 3 and 10 says there's the curse of the law, but there's the blessing of Abraham. So if we were in Adam, where are we now? We're in Christ, right? Because we're Abraham's seed. So if you're in Christ, where are you right now spiritually? Seated at the right hand of the heavenly father in heavenly places. You ain't you no more. You're him. And he's in you. One body. Okay, that's cool. I'm understanding this. What the capacity to walk in love. Now, look, I'm going to tell you right here now. If you're walking and breathing right now, you've had the opportunity to get offended. Everybody can get offended. Everybody right now could be offended because somewhere offense is flying all over the place, looking for a place to land, most likely your heart, to get you separated and get you out in left field. You have to become unoffendable. I have, I have mastered. <laughs> I got to stop confessing this. They will find me. Did I not say it? We went golfing. They found us. They drive. They, they found him though. That wasn't my. It was his because I would have hit somebody with a golf club. But praise be to God and repent and get out of it. I can't get away from him. The other day I went. I went to a couple weeks ago. I had the pastor with me. They people cussing at me. They just cussing at me. I said, "You got to be kidding me." I could not believe it. It was embarrassing. I had the pastor with me and these people cussing like crazy at me because the car is beeping. Remember I told you that story. You know what I'm in control of? One thing, my response. 
I don't know where this came from, but I'm not going to let you bait me into it. Next thing you know, so I'm saying, don't, don't take the bait. That's what the fence is. It's bait. It's like bait in a trap. There's been some people trying to trap you. You know there's some people lately trying to trap you in a conversation? Yeah, they've been. Don't you lie. They try to trap you in a conversation. Try to get you offended. Don't get offended. Don't you get offended. People making you almost feel like, you know what's happening. Some, I've been in this rodeo before. Look, man, try to make you feel like you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're not being, you're not thinking right. Because you're thinking at a higher level. Yeah, you better believe it. I'm preaching real good. Because, you no, know, it's true. Because this is what a fan tries to do. You ever notice about the offended? They usually stick together. And then they try to pull you in their club with their stuff and go, you get offended too. You better understand where your thoughts and ideas are coming from. You understand that? Who am I listening to? Why am I listening to? And where is this coming from? Yeah, it's true. You can get there. Don't you get there. Don't you get offended. Why? Because i got to be a person of love. Well, Pastor Chris, if we're going to be people of love, what is that going to look like? Well, let me help you. Look at this. For as many as are under the works of the law, under the curse, there's written curses, everything that's under a tree, right? Curses, everything hanging on a tree. Don't allow yourself to live in the law. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident that the just shall live by faith, and that which is not of the law is of And the law is not of faith, but the man that does them shall live in them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. So here's the key, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the church. So what am I saying? Here's what I'm saying. You are either in the law or you're in love. Because Jesus replaced the law with love. And by this, all men shall know that you are my disciple. John 13 is one of the greatest chapters of the Bible. Jesus is getting ready to leave. He says in this, he said, I want you to do something. I want you to love them with the love that I gave you. You go love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciple. He didn't say by some prayer you prayed in Romans, you're going to know we're going to heaven. Now, now I love the Romans road, and I understand that's the way. We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. But he said, by this, all men will know that you are my disciple, and you can see love. Now, here's the problem with this. You ready for this? If you look, everybody look at me, okay? Look at me, get this in. If you just see the man side, it's impossible. Because you're gonna be like, what do you mean I gotta love? I, I, these people are unlovable, man. You know how sometimes people are evil? It's evil, some of this stuff. How am I gonna love that? We're not asking you to love them with human love, there's no, that's impossible. We're asking you to love. Now, some of you have been through some stuff. Now, listen to me. I'm going to say some stuff in here, and it's, it, I'm going to tell you right now, buckle up. You better buckle up. Some of you have been through abuse. Some of you, some of this, I'm talking to everybody in here. Some of you have been through some stuff, man. No other human being should do another human being. I'm serious, man. This is not, this is not, this, this is serious. Some of you have been, been, been in stuff you should have never been exposed to in your whole entire life. This is truth. Some of you have some of you, some of you been uh, uh, r- racially unjust, physically unjust, mentally unjust, painfully unjust. And I'm not lightening that. I'm not saying that ain't there. I ain't sweeping no, nothing under the rug. But I'm here telling you, man, your future is going to determine what you're going to do with the unjust things. Because for the unjust, Jesus came with a message of love. 
How in the world am I going to forgive? See, it's easy. It's easy for me to forgive you with his love than try to forgive you with mine. He never asked me to do it on my own. He said, you love them with the love that I gave you. Here's the problem with humanity. If I don't know what I got, how can I give it? And what does it look like? Because it doesn't look human. It's not human. It's supernatural. It's agape. You, can't, you could explain pretty much everything in the Bible, but you can't explain agape. You got to experience it. You can't explain the love of God. You got to experience it, guys. So here's what I'm saying. So once you teach the God side, the man side becomes easier. But you got to teach the God side first. This was the problem with the church. Love one another. Love one another. We don't even know how God loved us. How in the world are we going to love one another? We're trying to run around with human love and love people with human love that doesn't work because human love is selfish. I love my mom. She's here. I picked on you in the morning service. Don't watch 9 o'clock, okay? <laughs> no, I was kind. I was kind. Listen, but I said, my mother loves me. You love that little baby. You love that 50-year-old baby. You love him. But let me tell you something. As that little baby grows, you're going to love him with human love. Human love is a little fickle. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God, these kids, right? You love them, but then they wear you out a little bit. I know it's cute right now, but when you're waking up 3 o'clock in the morning every night, it ain't cute no more, right? Come on. You know what I'm saying? It's cute, but it's a little human. You love yourself with human love. Not me. Not me. Oh, really? Not you? You know, I love this, right? Like, what do you mean me? Well, that's why you only use the certain toothpaste you use because you love you more than you think. Oh, yeah, you don't agree? That's why you only drink certain kind of coffee for all my coffee lovers in the house. Hallelujah. You don't just drink any kind of coffee. You drink your coffee the way you like your coffee because that is the way you drink your coffee. And God forbid you got to drink your coffee another way. Oh, that's not for you? You don't want your little toesies to hit the cold tile in our wonderful Florida summer winters, you know what I mean? So you got that little rug that you love because your little feetsies can't go on that thing. That's why you love your little slippy slippies because you, I don't know if you got slippy slippies, but that's why you do what you do because you love you. Amen? Can I get an amen? I've trained Pastor Liz. I like Listerine, a certain kind of Listerine. I don't like all the fruity flavors of Listerine. I want the amber looking stuff in the bottle and knock it out. Why? I want to smell good. Glory to God. I'm a Listerine kind of guy. Don't bring home the green one. Don't bring home the other one. Bring home the one I like. Why? Because that's what I want. And if you ask me, the world would rotate better if everybody asked me what they should do. Amen? I could have figured out I-4 by now. Promise you that's the truth. Amen? They should have just called me. I tell you, I could have worked it out. What am I saying? I like what I like because I like what I like because I like me. And guess what? Until you start loving, it doesn't cost you anything. But guess what love does? Love's going to cost you. Because love cost him his life. It's going to cost you in your life. Because love does what's most beneficial for you at that moment, not for itself. So now I got a choice. Now watch this. Oh, praise God for all the Christians. Because see, now listen, you might not know this, but now the minute you know it and don't do it, I'm going to say this. Don't, don't be, 
You don't get labeled an unbeliever because you know you're a believer. You get labeled carnal because you're a believer that doesn't want to grow. Because I'd rather have my opinion about what I think this book says than what it says. And let me tell you something, guys. I'm going to tell you something here. I'm going to say this with sadness in my heart. Don't go looking at Christian leaders today, today, right now, to tell me whether they know anything about love. Because I don't hear much. That's not a slight. I'm just telling you. And don't go looking to the people sitting next to you. And don't look at me. Because I'm a work in progress. If you're going to learn how to love, you got to look at Jesus. I, I, I love them. I, Jesus, Jesus said, I love them. You love Judas? To the point that nobody even knew who the betrayer was. I love them with the love you showed me, Dad. That's what I love them. Forgive them. The, forgive them. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What? Forgive them. Thieves, last breaths in his life. Before resurrection, thieves were hanging with him on the cross. You could be with me today in paradise if you just yield. See, if you don't yield to love, we're not going to see it. So you got to understand something. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart. We don't need to love revival. We just need you yielding to the love you already have. Now it's going to come down to do I want to. Now watch this. Man, it's going to cost me something to do this. See, marriage is easy. This is, this is I, I think when, if you haven't been married, don't worry about it. You're going to be married. So listen to me now. Let me save you pain. Usually in marriage, what we do is this. We look at the performance of the other to determine the level we're going to bring. You know what I'm saying? So you look at your wife. Like, I could do this. You go to the seminars. You do all something. You go, Okay. Go. You go, I go. And if you, and she don't respond, what do you usually do? Waste the money going to that seminar. We still in the same spot. So I'm not going to, we love based upon human performance. Guess what God's love does? It loves and keeps on loving. Even when it never receives love back. Even when it gets taken advantage of. Now, listen, I don't want you in some abusive nonsense. You understand what I'm saying here. But I'm talking about if you're going to love, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost. You know, Doc said something so good. I was thinking about that. It's funny you guys are here. He said, you begin a relationship with someone based upon the things you love and like. But you stay in a relationship with the things you don't like that basically you can overlook. Relationship is in fa- so I liken it like this. Relationship isn't found in the similarities. It's found in can we live with our differences. Did you get that? Relationship isn't about in our familiar, but we look, it's can we live with our differences is going to determine whether we could stay in relationship, not the things we're similar in. Did you get that? 
Basically, we're saying this. The things we agree upon, that's simple. If we can live beyond our disagreements and still be friends, now we're going somewhere. You see that? That's, the, that's bottom line friendship. You see what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying. So that's just, so imagine in a marriage. Oh, my God, right? We're in this thing going, ooh, you better pass Liz in the back now. I'm like, ooh, you better love me. Because if you don't love me, I should bring you in the front, honey, use you as a prop. But like, ooh, if you don't love me, I ain't, I ain't kissing her. She didn't kiss me, I'm not kissing her. Don't all you people, you people lie in church every single week. It's amazing that you don't get convicted by this. You know what I'm saying? Like she didn't kiss me. I ain't kissing her. I don't need her kisses anyway. Come on. You know how you act. And then you're like, look, and like, she's on the phone. She'd rather be on the phone. All the guys, man, now's your shot. Go for it. Let me, I'm, I'm blazing a trail for all of you. You're going to leave me hanging like that. That's the way you are. See, I'm here now. Give me at least an amen. Everybody all one, two, three. One, two, three. Amen. amen. She'll never know it was you. Hallelujah, right? You're like, she's like, uh, hello. They can't, I, I got to keep it. Oh, I got to be careful. Those little ears in here. Little eyes. I'll keep it G-rated. Hello. You look, if you respond based upon what you're getting. So what's that start looking like? It starts looking like love starts deteriorating the minute we have that mindset. Because now it's what you do, I'll do. What you do, I'll do. It's like the tango. No, here's what Jesus said. Um, you love whether anybody loves you or not. And you so love, I'm telling you, Philippians 2.4. Go to Philippians 2.4, Ephesians 6.8, I'll let you go. You better live by these. Philippians 2.4. I'm telling you, now I say, I don't have the capacity. Yes, you do, because you're a believer. And this is why you got to stay in the church and get trained up in the things to do, because human love ain't going to cut it. You're not going to be able to forgive some, some really whacked out situations, and here's what happens. You're going to get offended. And guess what offense comes to do? Rob you of God's greater blessing on your life. Listen to me. We are not in control of situations. We are not in control of circumstances. We are not in control of people. We are not in control of the mindset of the earth. We're not in control of whacked out people in the earth. You're not in control of this stuff. You couldn't brainwash them in another. They're lost, and this is what they're going to do, and they ain't going to stop doing it no matter what you do. This is how lost people act. Hello? Let's pray to God the church starts acting like the church and doesn't look like the earth. Well, that doesn't fit my theology. Take your theology and stick it out the window and get rid of it. It's not the gospel. This is the requirement. Jesus said, you know what the requirement of heaven is? One thing, love. Do you realize the gospel now is not anything else but love? He got rid of the law, gave us the revelation of love, and here's how you access it by faith. It's a love message, man. Well, I don't see it in the church. You're not going to see it in the church. That's why Jesus said, don't be like the church. Stop with this hypocritical idea. I don't see it in the church. I don't see it in the church. You're not going to see it in the church. Jesus said, you be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. How are you going to blow your candle out with that one? I come in here and go, praise be God. I'll, you're Chris, so I'll pick on Dave. 
because I can't. Chris, Dave, if I blow Dave's candle out, my candle's brighter. Now, that's not what he said. He said, I didn't tell you to be like Dave. I told you to be like me. Everybody's standard of life is Christ. See, we love this. If I compare me to you and you compare me to you and I compare you to me, you mean, you, we, we, come on, man. You know what we start doing? I don't have to go that far because I'm going to find somebody that I'm better than in my brand of Christianity. You know what I'm saying? I used to do that. My man, this dude don't even go to church. I go to church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My buddies, they don't even go to church. I go to church. <laughs> they don't do this. I do that. They don't pray in tongues. I pray in tongues. They don't even give. I give. You know what I'm saying? You find that little bar to make you feel a little bit not, he said, be like me. He said, be like me. I'm holy. You be holy. Now I got to be like Jesus. Oh, my God in heaven. Can't we just go to heaven, let alone I got to be like you in the earth? Right? Ain't it true? Man, can we just hit people every once in a while just easy? Like with the love of the Lord. The love of the Lord. Just like love slap. God, get some sense. Shut your mouth. People, man, I'll tell you what, you know what, the Bible's true, Proverbs is true. If you go somewhere and you quiet, people don't know how stupid you really are. Don't talk. <laughs> Not saying you, but you know what I'm saying? Some people are so stupid, so insensitive, so heartless, so just, you can't be this dumb. Stop. You've got Philippians 2 4. Look, these are your scriptures, live by them, and then we're going to go. I got five minutes. Look not every man on his own things. But every man also on the things of others. That's your mindset when you get up. I'm not, what are you going to do for me today? No, what can I do for you today? You get a marriage where people get up and they're, they're not thinking about you serving me and I'll serve you. Boy, you got a whole new life. Now, here's the reason why we don't do it. I ain't doing it unless you do it. It's humanistic. That's the, you can't get away with it. You know what I'm saying? And you got to be careful because here's the thing. If you're not careful, you got to be a love learner. This is what love looks like. Now, here's the thing. We got the grace for it. Does that make sense? You can do it. You just got to learn. Don't be hard on yourself. I'll tell you at the end the funny part because I talked to the Lord. The Lord said, I'm, forget it. You keep me on the throne. I was laughing. <laughs> Go to Ephesians 6, 8. I said, Lord, he goes, you keep me in my prayer place because of you. I thought that was funny. Ephesians 6, 8. No, really, seriously. I was like, man, I'm, I'm a messing project. He goes, yeah, I know. That's why you keep my prayer time up. Knowing that whatsoever, this is the best. Knowing that whatsoever, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. I read it slow, but you see it? Does that make sense? So whatsoever good I do to you, who cares what you do with the good I do to you? The same shall he receive of the Lord. So I go, I'm going to love you, and if you don't love me back, I don't really care. Because you know why? He's going to love me. Because now she moved her seat. She went over there. She's getting closer. She's, in, she's on the back wall. See her? She's over there. She's hiding. She's trying to get to the front row, but sooner or later... You know what I'm saying? No, but I'm being serious. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. You say, I'm going to love you. You don't want to love me back? Don't. God will love me. Because you stop living your life like this. I'm going to hold back when I got to wait for your performance, whether I'm going to do it or not. I'm going to do it anyway. You don't give it back. What do I care? 
You're not the source of what's coming back to me. God is. Because if I so love you, he's going to so love me. And if you don't love me, he'll give me somebody else to love me. And if you don't listen, he'll bring listeners. You know what I found out about God? If you don't listen to me in the church, he'll bring listeners from around the world to hear my voice. So I'm just going to pump it out to you. And you know what's crazy? Some, I told one guy, one guy was making a bunch of money. The joker was making a lot of money that day. He said, man, he said, it's more important to talk to you today than it is make this money. I said, what did you just say? They didn't realize they were telling on themselves with their mouth. Your heart is, your, let me tell you something, your heart is always being told out of your mouth. That's why you got to watch. Some things will get in your heart. You got to be careful. Don't get in there. Out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. So you got to be careful. I said, what'd you say? He said, yeah, man. He said, I'm going to make a bunch of money, but I need to hear what you're saying. Man, that's good. That's what you got to get in your ear. Hear this stuff today. You see this? You make this in your life. Whatsoever good any man does. He said any man. You see that? care anyway. He said, bond or free, saved or unsaved. He said, if you sow it, you're going to reap this. The same shall he receive of the Lord. I'm going to sow into you. You sow back, I don't really care. I sow into you, you sow back, I don't care. I sow into you, you sow back, I don't care. I put time in, you don't put time in. I put, what do I care? Because whatever I do, whatsoever good you do unto man, God will do unto you. God's your rewarder. That's all you got to think about. So check this out, right? I told God, I said, no, we're done. I told the Lord, I said, man, I'm a work in progress. He said, yeah, tell me about it. You know? <laughs> I said, man, I said, I'm a mess and I'm getting fixed. And I swear to you, man, this is the cool thing about God. Are you ready for this? Everybody say this out loud. God is long suffering. He's okay with you, man. If you're growing over here, if you're growing over here in your love walk, you know what I'm saying? If you're over here, you're over here and you're growing in your love walk. All right? You say, man, I'm a little carnal in some of this. Some of my thinking ain't there. It's okay, guys. I got the Christ side figured out. I'm in him. I know it's good. But I might be just a little carnal right here. Know what I got out of this thing? <laughs> so good. He said, that's why I'm making intercession. I'm long-suffering in my intercession on the throne on your behalf until you grow. What do you mean you totally grows? You didn't look too hot last week, Sarno. <laughs> I had better weeks than others. How about you? You know what I'm saying? And he said, look, he said, I got you. That's what I do. Does that make sense? That's what I do. Does that just kind of like pull that in for a minute? When you, this performance side isn't everything it needs to be, God kicks in on the intercession side. Because you never leave the perfect place of redeemed. That's the present day ministry of Jesus. He's making intercession for me and you. So when I lose my mark in the earth based upon my performance in my eyes, I never lose my position in heaven in God's eyes. Because he makes up the difference in the intercession. Now some of you are real heavy intercession burden for the Lord straight up. That was funny. Some of you got Jesus in a prayer call. Like, I was like, oh, Jesus, I got, I got Jesus all in there. You know, Jesus, like, I, I told some of you, I said, it's like a Gethsemane for Jesus with some of you, man. <laughs> he got to really intercede. Some of you got him sweating in there like, oh, my God, will you ever get it together? You got to work overtime. Come on, man, he can do it. Amen. Be, be, I'm leaving you with this. You reaped it. Now you got to sow it.
How much mercy did you get? <laughs> it was funny. I was talking to my buddy. He said, I should be in prison. Ain't nothing wrong with going to prison. He's a legit guy. He's a good guy. He said, he said I should be in prison right now. He's telling the truth. He said, I should have been in 25 years in prison. It's a true story. He said, but God spared me. He said, every day I get up and thank him. Some people, look, I'm telling you, be serious. I said, okay, that's your story. Is that, is that okay? Thank God we didn't get what we deserve. You see what I'm saying? Here's somebody that, that's a physical thing to say. Like, you should have did that, but you ain't. He said, I'd still be in prison. And he wakes up with the consciousness that today I should be in prison, but instead I'm a free man because of God's mercy. What would our life start looking like if we thank God tomorrow morning I get up and go, thank God I didn't get what I deserve. Thank God. How much mercy did you get? I ain't, I'm not telling you. I got the same amount. Give it away. Why would you hold back what God gave you? Give it away. See, here's my question, guys. A lot of people in life say, I want forgiveness out of you. I want, I want restoration out of you. No, you want revenge and vengeance. But vengeance is in the hand of the Lord, not man. Let God repay man his just due. Because I don't want to be the guy holding you in contempt and going, you deserve this, you deserve this, you deserve this. Because the same measure I meet you with is the same measure he's going to meet me with. That's the gospel. Take heed what you hear, for with the measure you meet it, it will be measured back unto you. You know what made me the person of love I am today? I'm going to tell you what. I almost posted something this week. I told Liz. I don't post a lot of stuff. I don't get, I don't, I never post. I thought about Kenneth Hagin for a minute. Somebody posted a picture of Brother Hagin. His, Pastor Hagin said this publicly in the pulpit. Now listen, nobody's perfect. But this man is what I wanted to hear. I wanted to almost just say, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've been running around all week getting stuff done. When your son looks at you and says, I've never seen my father walk out of love a day in his life. I thought, man, I don't have that testimony, but I sure wish I could get it. I never watched my father walk out of love. I never seen him say anything out of love a day in my life. I said, man, if that's not the bar, now humanity's not what we're looking at, but man, never seen him walk out of love. Because here's the thing, the more revelation you get of God, the more you see the love of God. And the more you know, it ain't worth it coming out. It ain't worth it, man. Cost me too much to come out of it. Let's, let's be people of love. But here's the thing, guys, and I understand, you might be a work in progress here, but don't worry about it. The more you keep yielding, the more we're going to keep saying. Amen? Come on. Do this with me. Stand up on your feet if you're out there. You can stand up on your feet. Let's just, let's just go to that place. I kept you for a minute. It's good for you to grow in this thing. You're doing great. Just close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven. Let's close your eyes. Lift your hands to heaven. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.